Hello. Hi. Welcome to Bliss. <laughs> Let's pray really quick and then we'll bring Lisa up. Father, we just thank you that you are the one who runs to us, that you are the one that seeks us out in the first place. You are the one that adds every dimension to our lives. And right now, we acknowledge your worth. You are so worthy. You're so worthy of us living large. You're so worthy of us risking our reputation. You're so worthy of us stepping out into the unknown. And I thank you for the courage to do it in the first place. And right now, we just bless Lisa's voice. We just thank you that you are filling her mouth with words. And you have already set her table anyway. And right now, we just extend our thankfulness that you thought of her. And that she's about to put you on display. We love you. Amen. Lisa. Thank you. Hello. Good evening. Hello to all you in the room and all of you online. Thank you for being here. Um, okay. So this is titled Faithful Wounds, and that is taken from the scripture Proverbs. Oh, I'm not in the right spot. I lost my place. 27, 6. Okay. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy, but the kisses of the enemy are excessive. I'm also going to bring it up here. Excuse my, excuse my lack of preparation. I apologize. Um, 27, 6. You can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty but your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insecurity. So basically there's one friend, the friend, the, there's one wound, the friend, the wound of a friend that brings life that leads to life that leads to freedom. There's the other, which is the kisses of an enemy. So basically flattery, that's not going to leave you anywhere good. That's fruitless. It, it doesn't have anything that lasts and stands. So it's better to have a wound from a friend than the flattery and insincere words of the enemy. Um, okay. So I am going to read, hold on. Just lots of grace towards me. Thank you, Jesus. We're, we're, I'm just warming up. I'm getting there. Actually, I'm literally warming up right now. I'm getting kind of hot. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I'm going to read. This is um, talking about the Shulamite, but we can all put our place in the Shulamite of the Song of Songs. It says, Beloved one, this is not the time to be hiding behind your wall. This is a time to be learning the ways of the leaping Lord Jesus. 
It is time to leave the predictable things behind and launch out into the undiscovered country of end time ministry. Jesus is ready for action. Comforts and human securities must be abandoned as we leave for the high place. We are to be carried by love to a higher place, a greener pasture, a quieter stream. We have not seen it all yet. When Jesus speaks the word arise, he causes the lame to walk. The words of Jesus release the power to perform. In this invitation to arise, the Lord is promising her and you and me that there he will give the power freely to take up our bed that once confined us and walk in the power of new life. Even though we see ourselves as lame and powerless, Jesus can lift us up with a word. It is time to arise and shine, for our light has come. But the maiden is afraid of heights. She doesn't like the mountains. She prefers the couch. Resting behind her walls, being fed with apples, and staying safe in her comfort zone. He wants her to walk on mountains. She prefers the couch. She is not ready to go. Sound familiar? What are the things that hold us back from pursuing Jesus? The risks of walking in faith. Jesus requires that we risk all in our walk of faith. Okay, so I know that was kind of a lot, but I feel like I'm going to share my story now and how how this all ties in. So, um, about a year ago, um, my mom, my parents were out here visiting and, um, on the way back, she, uh, fell sick very quickly, it was very rapidly. And she died within two days of, um, going, going to the hospital. Um, and basically the last 24 hours, she was just on life support, just wait, basically waiting for me to be able to get there. Um, to essentially say my goodbyes. Um, but basically, um, we'd been talking for a while here about, you know, that what are we called to do? Raise the sick. No, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. And when that happened, it was like, I made a decision. Like I was like, okay, this is what we're called to do. Like, this is actually what we're called to do. And so when I went home, like, obviously the wound of death, losing someone, it's, it's a big wound. Like I could have sank and partnered with that pain, with that despair, with that hope, with, with that loss. Um, but God was inviting me to partner differently, partner with him. And so I made a decision that I was going to go back there and I was going to do what he said. And I did. I went into that hospital room and I prayed and commanded life to return back into her body. Um, And this is one thing I think that keeps us, prints us from stepping out, like I talked about fear, is is the out, fear of the outcomes. We were f- afraid of what the outcome's going to be. Um, but in this case, I didn't do that. I just was like, no, this is what God says to do, so I'm going to do it. And 
in in that moment, I wasn't worried about what does this person think? What does that person think? I just fully stepped into it. And then she didn't raise up out of the bed. And then she passed. And then I was just sitting there and, you know, made all the arrangements for her to go to the crematory. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, what am I doing? Like the other part of that is raise the dead. And so I did. I went down there. Um, Some of you know the story, but I went down there and I went down fully expecting. I brought a change of clothes with her, shoes. I brought a full outfit because going and inspecting, expecting that to happen. I wasn't worshiping the outcome, but I was expecting it because we should go in with expectation um, for God to move in that way. And the other, so that didn't, she did not raise up. She did not come back to life. But there are things happening. I know for sure there's things happening in the unseen realm. There's, I don't, I don't know the exact specifics, but I know things were happening. Um, And so since then, this past year now has just been, it's been very hard. I'm not going to say that it is not actually, it's, I have felt like I have been just ripped apart, stomped on, like not knowing what end is up or down or just anything. And the biggest, and, and I'm getting a little off, but when I, so I went out there fully expecting doing that. When I came back, it was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I need to do this. Like, I'm called to do this. And there was so much life in that moment. But what I will say is, it's really hard to, like, stick it out. Like, you know, we can have things like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to be a servant of the Lord. I'm going to be, I'm going to, he calls me a healer. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to do that. The call requires things of us. It requires everything to be stripped away so that he can come and and just do what he wants to do through us. Um, There are things in the beginning that the Lord, like, okay, sorry, just give me a second. Um, One of the things, okay, I just want to take a step back. Um, if there is un, lots of times when we, we have painful things that happen, we don't turn to God immediately. We turn to something else to help alleviate that pain to, and, and there's lots of different ways. There's lots of different things we can turn to. And I, it is, it's very important to listen to Holy Spirit because what he might be saying to me might be differently than one he's saying to you. And he's calling us all to lay down different things, and it might look different for other people. And one of the things that I like, I felt like he was clear about was that I needed to stop drinking, that I needed to stop drinking. Not, I wasn't drinking every day. I wasn't, but it was something that I was turning to, to either like, uh, like I don't want to think, it just take a little edge off or help distract me. And, and I made up lots of excuses as to why I couldn't 
do it or found myself in situations. But in all honesty, I was the one putting myself in those situations. Like, and I just was messing around. Like I was just not, it's like, I want, I had one foot here and one foot there. I want to do, I want to see, I want God to use me to grow out limbs and heal people of cancer and raise people from the dead. But also I don't want to deal with the things that God's caused me. I want my comfort. I don't want to really deal with this. I don't want to have to sit and face and deal with all these hard things because this is a little bit easier over here. And God's a jealous God and he's not going to mess around. He's not going to allow that. Like the thing is, God loves me. God, God does not reject me because God, but if I want to actually be used in the way that he wants to use me, I have to let go of the lesser things so that I can be filled up with the things that are actually going to cause change and in other people and affect the world around me. Um, so, you know, the Lord asking me to give up certain things like that could be seen as like, oh, he, you know, just taking everything away. Can't have any fun anymore. Um, and then other things like I, God's calling me to move to Connecticut. I feel led to move to Connecticut. I, this is a time, it's a loss. Like this is a wounding. I'm losing like these past couple months. I've been going, what? No, what? Oh, John's up there yelling, no Connecticut. He's not on board with that yet. Um, but but <laughs> yes, bring him up the speed. Just get him on board. Um, but you know, I've lived here for 20 years now. This is my home. These, these are my family. Like, I love this place. I love, like, my hobbies, things I like doing. I mean, those are just little things. But I feel like I'm losing all of that. Like, all of that, I'm, I'm having to give it up. I, and it is, it is, it's wounding. It's hurtful. Like, when I think about leaving this place, that hurts. When I've had to give away, like, things that it's like, it hurts. But it's because he's wanting to strip away everything so that nothing matters but him. I can't be swayed by this or that if he is the only thing that has my heart. And, and I feel like that's, that is what he, this has been. This year has been as him helping me to see what needs to go so that what needs to remain and grow can. Um, okay. Just for fun. I want you guys to just start shouting out some miracles from the Bible. Things that either God did or that his people did. Blind eyes open. Heal the leper. Walk down water. Hemorrhaging woman healed. Turn water into wine. Walk through walls. What? You're drawing blanks. Okay. What? Walking on water. Raising the dead. Calming the storms. Healing the sick, the what? Leprosy, Mir food miracles, food miracles, casting out demons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So now, 
All of those things that happened, those are not just exclusive to those people. It's not, we all can do those things. God has given us access. It says that, you'll, that it's not just by words alone, but by power and might. That signs, wonders, and miracles will follow those that believe. That is us, right? So one of the things is, is I just feel like we've been bored, complacent, direct, directionless, wandering, because we don't really believe that God can do all of those things, and he wants to do them through us. Okay, so I'm getting a little off track, but it's okay because I feel this is where we're going. All right, I want you all I want you all to close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. Get into your quiet your mind. Okay. I want you to picture that you're in a foreign country somewhere. You're in the middle of nowhere. It's very desolate. And you're there you're there with a group of people. It's a small group of people. And then now I want you to picture that there is, there's a shortage of food. There's no food anywhere, none to be found. And also, simultaneously, there are whirling winds howling around outside. So there's two different things happening. You have inside, there's people without, there's no food, there's no provision, and they're looking to you. Why are they looking to you? And then outside, there's the whirling winds howling with a storm approaching. So now based on all of the things we just, all those little miracles and all those things that happened, I want you to picture yourself. What is the Lord going to have you do? What are you doing? What are you, what are you, what can you do right now? What solution can you bring All right, now, I want you to open your eyes, and I want you to tell me what you saw. Did any, anyone see anything? I know you all did, but what, what did you see? You are shouting at the storm. Awesome. What did you say? You just walked through it. Okay. So my, my point is that I just wanted you to be able to see that, like, you really, are, you really are the solution. You really can go and do things. And God wants you. This isn't just, it's not make-believe. It's real. We, the enemy has us so caught up in thinking that, these, that he's more real. We think all that we're, more, way more, we're way more willing to agree with all this negative stuff that's coming and agree with that than we are to agree with who God says we are and, who God, and what God says we can do. And the thing is, like, fear is a dang liar, okay? 
Like, we let fear over and over and over again stop us from doing what we're supposed to be doing. And it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It has to stop. Like, God is the ver- God. We just have to agree with him and and actually agree, like, and and believe and, and agree with those pictures that he says. If there's an inkling of something that you feel like you should do and then you immediately discount it because of money or because of something you've done that's too bad or whatever, you're wrong. You're missing. You're listening to the enemy because there are people sitting in this room and there are people online that you're supposed to be a missionary. You're supposed to be in some other country ministering to the needy and the poor. But for whatever reason, you discount it. You're, you, you're complacent. You're, you're bored. You don't really believe that God wants to use you in this way, and he does. He wants to turn the world upside down. He wants to bring glory and healing and food miracles and provision and housing miracles and water miracles. He wants, there's all these things that he wants to do, and he just needs us to agree with him. Um, okay, back to... Uh, my story. Um, so I, uh, so basically knew pretty much kind of right away, like, all right, this is the things God's telling me to do. I need to, you know, get my house in order. Um, and I just kind of played around for a while. I just was Yes, no, in, out. Um, and I, I mean, grief, grief is hard. Like it's, I'm not, it can knock you out. It can take you. But the thing is, is it's returning to that place of letting the Lord minister to me in my hurt, in my places of pain or my places of grief. Um, and I toggled a lot, like, you know, there'd be times where I get hit with grief because especially, you know, I mean, it's just hard. There's reminders through the holidays, stuff like that. It was hard. And so I get hit with grief. And I can tell you the moments, the times that I took that grief, that I was hit with grief, and I was a puddle on the ground with the Lord and I let him minister to me, that brought life on those times where I was like, uh gosh, I'm not feeling this. I'm going to go play pool and drink. Um, yeah, that's, that didn't, that did not bring much life. It just, you know, it didn't bring any life. It just delays the process. It just delays, um, what God's wanting to do. And, um, kind of a side note, maybe not. Um, one of the things is that I, was shame, shame was a huge root in my life. There's a huge root of shame and it, it distorted how I heard God's voice. I couldn't like anytime it was like con- conviction. It's like if something was brought to my attention, you know, like, cause God is kind, his kindness leads to repentance. He, when he comes, it's not like, uh, why'd you do that? You're such a 
pile of crap. You're such a slug in the ground. Can't believe you did that again. Like that's not his, I mean, that's not his voice. And, um, and sometimes it's not, I'm not saying it's always that blatant, but it's like, it was just weighty. There was always this condemnation or this shame. And I was attributing that like to being God's voice. Like I didn't, I just couldn't hear him clearly. There was always this taint on it. Um, and, you know, I, I tried doing all, I did all the things, you know, like positive affirmation, look at yourself in the mirror and say 10 positive things about yourself, you know? Um, so like I tried, you know, building myself up and, and, and doing, but that doesn't work because there's a root of shame and it just, it's not lasting. Like, yeah, sure. That might've lasted for a day and it might've felt good that day that, you know, I told myself 500 times how wonderful I am. Um, but (laughs) yeah, sorry, (laughs) getting distracted, but, um, so it was kind of like just this struggle of knowing, like, I want freedom. I want to do this. I want to do this, but just constantly feeling like something was that I just couldn't get free. That just, this just bound. Um, and then, so this is kind of funny, not funny, but so the conference was coming up and I'd been meeting with, um, Vince and Angie, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was like, well, I hope they're going to be doing some deliverance ministry or something. Cause I still feel bound. I still feel like something, something's got me or whatever. I don't know the exact wording. Um, and so at the conference, um, it's funny now. It's not, it wasn't funny then. It's funny now. Um, <laughs> uh, at the conference, you know, so they were like, is anyone feeling the heat of the Lord? I'm feeling the heat of the Lord because <laughs> I was. And so a couple of the ministry team came over, um, to pray for me and they were praying for me. And, you know, I, I was, I was feeling, you know, it was hot. I mean, I was feeling stuff. And then, you know, they said, open your eyes. And I opened my eyes. And I got, I allowed fear. I got scared. I was scared of what people were around me, if they were judging me, what they were thinking was happening. I was very, very, I was, you know, intimidated. I didn't exactly know what was happening. It wasn't like, I mean, come on now, most of you here, you know, God's squishy and kind and he just talks. He's just a big love bug and he just loves us and we can do and you know and so when God came in in a completely different manner like very very I was like nope not of God nope they're not the God I know this isn't of God this is not of God nope um so yeah fully rejected that as being God um and then the next day was the other part of the other conference or the next day of the conference. And I was driving home and God started speaking to me. And it was, I never heard his voice in this way before. It was like, so it was kind and, but sharp. It, and it was, 
I don't know. He, I just, it was like all these different times that I had shame, like little points in my life. Shame can come in lots of different ways um, in our life, generationally, things that happen to us, things we do, like there's just different ways that shame can come in. And um, it was like, he was just so gently talking to me and just washing all these things away. All of this just, it was, it was beautiful. It was the most amazing. I mean, it was deliverance. That was also deliverance. Um, and so what did I do? I was like, that's deliverance. What happened on Sunday, that soft, gentle way he came on Sunday, like that was the real way. What happened Saturday? Nope. That's, that's, that wasn't real. It was Sunday. What happened Sunday? That was God. So back to the faithful wounds. Um, people here who are smarter than me and <laughs> no, just, well, anyways, um, kindly in love, faithfully wounded by telling me like, your like you need to ask Holy Spirit what actually happened, and you're not seeing the full picture. Um, and I did, uh, and it was like, wow, the only reason why I could hear his voice Sunday the way I did is because of the root work that was happening Saturday. What was happening over there that that when they were praying, there was root work. I didn't even know what was happening. Actually, I was receiving it the first part. After that, I was even rejecting it. I was rejecting it. And that's the other thing, because God is very good. I have been asking for deliverance for decades, because I knew. And I'm asking for deliverance. And he delivered me, even without my full participation or agreement and that, I mean, he is that good. And he's that powerful. That's the other thing. Like, think about how much he could do with a willing vessel. Because, I mean, I, I half in, half out. And, wow. And so, you know, I just, like, so that's a really, like, I would have missed it. Like, I can't. I will not discount that. And that's the thing. God, the way God moves, it might, we have to be very careful to not judge what God's doing. And if it's, is God or not God, because I was making a judgment and it was an incorrect judgment. I mean, thankfully, God is gracious and kind. Thankfully, he knows better. Thankfully, he, like, he, he's a good dad. He really, really is. He's a good dad. He knows what we need. And sometimes what we need is not what we think we need. And sometimes what we need is not, doesn't look like what you would think it looks like. And yeah. And, you know, with the, what I read and hear about, you know, like God, we're made for relationship and relationship just brings adventure. Like, the, like it's just, there's so much he wants to do in and through us. 
And we have to stop letting fear get in the way of, of stopping us from doing that. And we have to stop looking at wounds as all bad because some wounds lead to life. Some wounds bring freedom and healing and we just have to be aware um, of, you know, which is which. And gosh, I just, I know that moving, like this whole thing, that moving to Connecticut, um, it is stripping things away. It is hard. And when I think about, um, like in that moment in the hospital bed, like I was, that was me fully on. I was fully, like I was fully in. I was jumped. I did not care what anyone thought. And and since then, I like, it's so easy to find us back, find ourselves back in those places of worrying, like, oh well, what about that or what about this, and losing sight of what is really matters and what's really important. And it is a life of, we're invited into a life of power, of excitement, of adventure, of joy. Like there is so much. When we partner with God and we agree with what he says, there is this release. There is this freedom that's like, it's not my life. It's his. It's not my life. It's his. It doesn't matter if that person doesn't understand. It doesn't matter if this person is going to slander me and say all this stuff. It doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter. And that's part of the stripping is like taking all of this way, like my stuff, like it's just stuff. It's things that I've, but we do that. We hold on to stuff and it really is just cluttering up our soul, our minds. And I had so much fun giving stuff away. It's so fun to bless people. It's so fun to be generous. And that's a thing. That's just stuff that I was giving away. How much more when we get to give of ourselves? Like there's so much supernatural goodness, joy, peace, all of that that comes from just agreeing and joining in the adventure that, that God has prepared for us because he has something prepared for each and every one of us, something miraculous. He wants to use us in big, powerful, mighty ways. But we have to get off the couch. We have to get off the couch. We have to stop. We are created to worship. We have to stop worshiping things other than the Lord, other than the creator of all. And that's where, the, that's where the true life is found. I mean, I can say that in this, this past year, it probably would have been a lot easier if I had just, you know, not toggled, not had one foot in and one foot out. Um, but God's good. And he's bringing me through. And he's, and every, it's like, I get through one hard thing and it's like, wow, I can do this can do this. And yeah, so I just really want to encourage you. Well, first off, um, if you're hearing God's voice and it does have a twinge of condemnation or this kind of like hopelessness, that is not God's voice. You need to reevaluate and ask the Lord 
if there's mainly a root of shame, I feel like that's the, the biggest, that is the root um, that distorts um, God's being able to hear his voice clearly. And we need to be able to hear God's voice clearly. Um, and yeah, so get near him and ask him. Ask him, ask him, what do I, what do you have for me? Ask him, what do you, what do I need to give up to make more room for you? And also like that, what I had you do earlier about closing your eyes and, and picturing these situations, like that's real. Like you are the solution. You're the, you have miraculous. It's all there. We have access to it all. It's a matter of belief. And then I just feel like the more we do it consistently, step into it, step into it, and step into it, it's just going to start popping. And we're just going to start seeing miracles, deliverance, healings, just just off the chart stuff, financially, um, just all, just, yeah, across the board. Um, so don't despise the wounds. There are faithful wounds from a friend and from the best friend of all, which is God. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have. I just want to encourage you all to um, go big. Don't go home. Go big. <laughs> that's all I have for you. I love you guys. Hi. Oh, Sure. Should I pray for you? Okay. Absolutely. I know. I just didn't really know where to go. Ask Jesus. Oh, that's great advice. Thank you. Lord Jesus. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I just thank you, God. I thank you for the enormity of you. I thank you that you are way bigger than we can just even grasp. Lord, I thank you. Oh, Jesus. I thank you for your wounds. I thank you for the wounds that you took on your body for us. Mm. Right now, Lord, I'm just asking for each individual person that you would just flood them with expectancy, that you would just flood their imaginations with these lofty, lofty visions of them doing mighty, miraculous, powerful things. See, Let them see themselves as the heroes that them are, the heroes in faith. Let them see themselves as the giants of faith that they are. Hmm. Strip away every lie, strip away every small-mindedness, every thought, everything that's not of you, that does not point to you. God, and I just pray right now that that there would just be a growing expectancy, that there would be such that they just want to go out and do miraculous works from you. And Lord, I also just asked, Lord, that 
that you would speak, that they, that you would right now, I just pray, Lord, that you will just begin to, to do root work, that you would do root work. We just come against any roots of shame, fear, orphan mentality, any roots right now that are not rooted in the tree of life. We just come and we just, we just pull those roots right out and we replace it with the tree of life. So I just thank you, Lord. I thank you right now for the root work you're doing. And I thank you, Lord, that, gosh, that, yeah, you do a deep, mighty work. So I thank you for that. And I also just, Lord, I just want to bless each one of these people listening and here um, with just the mind your mind, God, that they would just begin to have all these thoughts. And like, whoa, I don't normally think like that. That's weird. Just, yeah. So right now I'm just asking for just supernatural mind of Christ thoughts, constant, just buzzing away in their heads. And Lord, I just pray for a holy intoxication, Lord. I pray that, that just like when you go in before surgery and they give you Anastasia before Anastasia, that's funny. That's not what it's called. Anyways, it's fine. When they, when they go in, to do a deep, deep work that you don't even know what's happening. So right now we just ask for that, this, this just holy, uh, <laughs> and you would just go in and do a deep, deep work, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So I, and I also just pray that we will not, that we will melt into your correction, that we will be open to your words of kindness and repentance, and that we would repent, and that we would turn to you, and that we would just agree with you. Mm. Oh, Jesus. So yes, Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you for, I'm getting a little drunk. It's fine. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yes, I'm just, yes, I release the frequency of healing. Right now, and just release healing. Every kind of healing, there's emotional wounds that need healing. Healed in the name of Jesus. Physical wounds. Healed in the name of Jesus. Spiritual wounds. Healed in the name of Jesus. It really can be as simple as that, guys. Healed in the name of Jesus. There's no other name above you, Jesus. Hmm. So right now I just pray for, I pray out that there would be signs. If you have any physical pain, that right now you would begin to feel warmth, that you'd begin to feel the warmth um, as a sign of, of that healing, that healing is manifesting. Hmm. Or even if you suffer from anxiety or depression or any mental thing, I'm just praying that right now that there would begin to be a tingling on the top of your head that you would feel tingling. And if you feel tingling, I want you to know that you can take that as a sign of healing, that it is a manifestation of your healing. So yes, right now, if you have tingling on your head, you can just go ahead and thank Jesus for healing you. Hmm. And also right now, I just want to release a supernatural courage and boldness, a courage 
so strong that fear would just melt away. Any when fear tries to come, we'd be like, Psst, I'm bigger than you. <laughs> Go away. You got nothing on me. So yes, right now I just pray for a courage to just rise up, a courage to just go out, and that we would not miss a beat. Right now, Lord, I just pray against delay. I just come against delay. I come against second guessing. And I just say, no, we are going to be obedient first time. Hmm. No more delay. No more compromise. No more fear. Canceled. Canceled. Ah, Jesus, I thank you so much. And right now I'm just going to pray for just peace. That we will, yes, just a peace. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for being so faithful. Thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you that you just adore us, that you just, that you just adore us so much. You love us and you, you love us so much and you want us to partner with you. You want us to experience what it's like to partner with you, to have you as our partner. My man, wow. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I could probably stay up here forever because this is really fun. <laughs> so right now, Lord Jesus, I just seal up this work and I thank you for what you're doing. And I'm looking forward. I, I, I am, I, I'm full of faith and I'm looking forward. So I just, to heal it, hearing the testimony. So if anyone out there, you know, if your head was tingling and you got healed, please let us know because that's really awesome. Or anything else, feeling warmth and you've been healed. Would love to hear a testimony because I know it's happening. I'm just waiting to, you know, see the manifestations of that. So, anyways, thank you all for joining me. And <laughs> I love you all. And I'm just so excited to see what God's going to do in me and all of you. Cheers. Amen. Bye, y'all.